0: My name's Adele Yango, and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 115 of Legally Clueless. Thanks for rocking with this podcast and a special shout out to you who over the past... I don't know, a couple of episodes, quite a few episodes, has been listening to me complain about background noises in my neighborhood, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And Kumbe, you could not even hear the noises. <laughs> I found this out from one of you on Twitter. I was like, what do you mean you couldn't hear what I was talking about? But... Shout out to you. You just listened to me complain <laughs> and you couldn't even hear the noise. Anywho, if you're new to this podcast, feel free to connect on our Instagram page. That's at Legally Clueless Podcast. There is a link to it in the show notes of this episode. And if Twitter is your preferred social media poison, remember to use the hashtag Legally Clueless. We're a fun family there. Audio episodes of this podcast go up on Mondays, (laughs) and video episodes, because we have our newly launched video series, go up on our YouTube channel every Friday morning. And if you check the show notes as well for this episode, you'll see a link to the YouTube channel. Speaking of the video series, we recently recorded somebody who had been on an audio episode way 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 before like in our early episodes I can't remember the number but she came onto the video series and when I listened to her story I was like listen I'm going to have to put this in one of the audio episodes because I loved the story so much it warmed my heart it made me laugh it's one of those light stories that you need to carry you through a heavy time and it's a story by Kit listen to this and then I
1: came back into the living room where they were sitting reading. And I said, "Ah, oh, my head is really hurting. And I fell down and fainted. Mama, mama, they came to try and, and wake me. They were like, oh, she's joking. And then my son started to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> my kids sat on the couch and continued reading with me on the floor. My son started to scream scream like a paid mourner and my three-year-old Keo says mama what's in my head and I said what do you mean and he said yeah what's in my head and I said it's your brain he's like "Mm, I don't want a brain and he was like yeah I want to move my hands I want to walk I want to see
0: but I don't want a brain. Kit has been on the audio podcast before sharing a completely different story, but this one is definitely one for the book. She shared it on the video series and I thought I should share it here as well. It's just so nice, lighthearted, but also insightful and man, her kids are such stars. So you'll hear that story a little later in this episode. I hope you've had a good week. My week was so hectic and so busy. I feel like the entire May was very hectic on my end and I blinked to now May's ending. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of adulting, but I'm just like, can the world just pause for two seconds so I can breathe? So this week I was part of a project. I'm really glad to be part of it. OK, so this is the first disclaimer. Don't take whatever I'm going to say in this episode as a sign of my lack of gratitude. Nope. I'm very, very excited about this project. It's with an organization that I had always wanted to work with in whatever capacity. And it happened. Wonderful. We were shooting for three days straight this past week with an amazing crew. You know, it's always good to work with people who your energy meshes with. It makes things so much easier. So I'm I'm super thankful for that. But... <laughs> The project centered around women in business and I'm going to be able to share the project with you on this podcast and all my social media platforms. In the next couple of weeks. It's centered around women in entrepreneurship. And so part of what I had to do was share about my business journey in creating, you know, this new media company, a new media space, really building a revenue system and business around it. Now, I stayed away from the tag entrepreneur or businesswomen for quite a long time. It just felt like such a heavy tag and I felt like, ugh, Like I didn't, oof, that sounds so bad, but I think it's the truth. Like I didn't deserve to claim that tag. Not to mention around the business space, I really have to fight off a lot of self-doubt. Because first... My business is in a creative space, in an industry that is just budding. It doesn't look like other businesses. So there's a lot of doors for self-doubt to just like waltz in, you know? So what I want to talk about in this episode is self-doubt specifically as an entrepreneur. And so one of the doors that allows self-doubt in for me is my thoughts on wondering, is this even a business? (laughs) Like, I think... I reduce it because it doesn't look like conventional businesses. And then there's that little bit of I didn't study business. So I always look at myself as being a bit disadvantaged, which is unfair, but it's it's something that pops up. And when those feelings come in, the self-doubt is like, honey, I'm home. (laughs) I think also those feelings bleed into or evolve into me wondering, what am I really building here? Is it even buildable or am I just mad for thinking I can build a new media business? And again, I think it just doesn't help that I kind of can't see enough examples of such a business around me. The rational side of my brain is like, come on. (laughs) why are you trying to look around why can't you focus on building this thing but the irrational part that's drenched in self-doubt is just like what the heck are you building here like it doesn't even look like business a or b and then the self-doubt just kind of takes over and what i find so strange about self-doubt especially on this business journey is i experience it most when good things are happening so like The video series is is wonderful in the way it's been received and also just in the way it makes me feel very fulfilled i'm like wow look what we've created there's a lot of people who send me messages on social media and just people referring people to the podcast There are a lot more people who are willing to partner with me in different capacities when it comes to the podcast like when good things like this are happening i've realized my self-doubt is at an all-time high which you would think It's strange because you think when bad things are happening, so if it's a series of rejections or a series where business is low, et cetera, et cetera, that that's when the self-doubt checks in. Mm -mm. For me, it's completely different. It's when everything is going well. And my therapist said that that's kind of linked to, uh, what is the word? (laughs) Like I want to sound as intelligent as her but like it's kind of linked to experiences or trauma that I've survived and gone through so what happens when you go through these horrible traumatic events you tend to go through life waiting for the other shoe to drop and so if things are bad it's almost like you're comfortable I don't know if that makes sense I'm really explaining it (laughs) poorly but she does such a better job but so when things are bad you're almost comfortable because you're like this is familiar to me but when things are good you're just like oh my god let me not believe this shit because i'm pretty sure history has taught me that some mess is about to happen and things are just going to collapse and you know i have to catch myself because i realized i would even say things like oh my goodness like just thinking about it i'm like wow adele I would say things like um, maybe if I'm working on a project or things like that and everything is going well, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, things are going too well. Something is not going to work. And I realized people around me would be like, huh? (laughs) That's a really strange way to look at things. So I did what I do, (laughs) which is two things. One, speak to my therapist, and she shared an article that I will Be sharing in the show notes and talking about in a bit. What I want to share first are tips. One tip for me that I'm trying to implement, I will keep you updated on whether it works or not, is setting short-term smaller goals as well. Because I think for both myself and the podcast, I set these huge long-term goals. And huge long-term goals take a long time to actualize normally. So in that long time, there's many gaps where self-doubt can come in. I'm not saying don't have those long-term goals, but have short-term goals as well because those can give you the fuel to fight off the self-doubt. And it could be small, very easy goals. Like every week I want to have achieved A, B, C, D. I want to have done A, B, C, D. And when you hit off those goals it feels really good and it gives you feel to keep moving and then there's less space for self-doubt to set in. Another thing that I do and it's my partner who made me do this so I'm old school I know people file their contracts digitally I have like an actual file a folder. So I put all my, my contracts in there for people who have partnered with me commercially. I remember this one time I was doubting whether I can do this by myself. I think it was like a couple of months after I had let go of my previous management and I was like, oh, can I really do this myself? Do I need help? Blah, blah, blah. And Foul told me, just please go open that file and just peruse and see what you've been able to achieve for yourself in this short time. You've achieved more in this short time alone than you did when you had management what does that say about you okay so it says some things about them but what does it say about you that really it's it's not something that makes me feel like ooh gloating or whatever it just helps me refocus on, okay, where are we going? What have we been able to achieve? Sour. Use that fuel to like focus on where you're trying to go. And then in moments of self-doubt, this is really hard to do because when those moments come, man, like my mind is just so harsh on myself and I really don't have a handle on this one but I'm going to share it nonetheless. It's just remembering that this is a tiny moment in the grand scheme of things. By grand scheme of things I don't mean like the bigger picture for your business. I mean just like life in the universe you know. <laughs> like I I'm really getting attached to nature and just uh, really noticing how magical the universe is in nature and how those things just happen by themselves, right? So for example, like trees growing and leaves and, and flowers and all of these things. And why I focus on them a lot when especially it comes to my mindful exercises is because if in that moment I'm going through self-doubt and, I, and then I notice that I'm just like, wow, like you're here focused on this tiny thing and look at all of this magic around you. Sis, can you (laughs) understand? Yes, acknowledge that I am experiencing self-doubt, but this is a tiny moment in the grand scheme of things and, and in all the magic that's happening around me. All right, and okay, wow, I've been talking for a while, but let me just touch on the article. I've put a link to it in the show notes of this episode. This was sent to me by my therapist like this one thing that I love about her because I'm constant. if I'm battling something I always look for like resources to read up about it and she gets that <laughs> so she's constantly sending me links so this is basically an article that okay what is the title of it let me see how to manage self-doubt as an entrepreneur it goes into some very technical aspects about how our brains work and it kind of breaks down four different mindsets that you need to adapt to kind of help you as an entrepreneur navigate. So it talks about having a non-competitive mindset. Stop comparing your business to other businesses because that's going to lead you to feel inadequate. It also talks about distancing mindset, which is like stepping back from harsh negative feelings that you might be placing on yourself. It talks about the growth mindset. That one is a bit hard for me to understand. I'm still trying to like read and reread it. But it basically looks at, you'll read the article to better understand because I'm not doing it justice, but how you can instead of appreciate that All you've achieved right now in your business is based off of your input and your hard work. So understand that when you put in something work-wise, blah, 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 the business grows. Instead of looking at it as everything I have now, I just have. Because then when self-doubt comes in, you forget that you are a person of value, a person who's bringing something to the business table. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. I don't know why I thought I didn't get it. That's basically what the growth mindset was about. And then it also talks about the attitude certainty mindset. I am still trying to understand that one. <laughs> but it's it's quite an interesting article. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're battling self-doubt, I think it helps to know how your mind works and how you can restructure your thoughts. Check out the show notes and read the article. Wow well, This episode I've given you homework. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the song of the week. Oh, my words! So I really love this guy. He is from South Africa. Actually, the song that I really want you to check out is not on his YouTube, but you can check it out nonetheless. So it's the same artist, but it's two songs of the week. All right. <laughs> So the first one is called Pretend and it's by Langa Mavuso. That's his name. He's featuring Amy George on it. The music video is fantastic. There's this... What is it called? Oh, I've forgotten the name, but it's dance. Interpretive dance. I think that's what it's called. There's a bit where there's there's a bit of that dance and it's, it's so poetic and so loaded. I absolutely loved it. So make sure you click the link in the show notes. The name of the song is Pretend and it's by Langa Mavuso. That's my second favorite song by him. My first favorite song by him is called Mvula, which I think means rain. I don't even know what the song is about. It sounds like it's a love song. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. Uh, I remember driving and having my music and my playlist on Shuffle. And then that song came on. And I was just like, in these three minutes, nothing is wrong in my world. <laughs> so I want you to experience that as well. But Mvula, I haven't found a video or I found a founder like live performances, but I want you to actually listen to the recorded version. So you can check it out on your preferred music streaming app, but pretend has a music video. So a link to that is in the show notes of this episode. All right, um, right. Let's jump into a hundred African stories. Remember this particular story is on the legally clueless video series. Make sure you listen to it here and you can then go and check it out and spot the photos of kids fantastic kids but it's basically a story of her sharing lessons that her kids have taught her and oh man they've taught them to her in the most hilarious ways A 100 african stories on legally clueless stories from africa
1: i've learned very many things about my children and about life from my children and i just have some stories to tell So one thing that I've learned from my children is kids are not very good in emergency situations. So last week, but one, I think, we were teaching my oldest, she's six years old, Kendi, how to make an emergency call. So when you are, your phone is locked, There's a way that you can make an emergency call without unlocking the phone. You don't need a password, you don't need your fingerprint, nothing, right? That's a good skill for a child to learn in case something happens to their caregiver and they need to make a call to somebody else. So we called my husband, we called my sisters, we called my mother. And every time she picked up, every time the other person picked up, she said, I I made an emergency call. And she was so excited. And then they simulated. I didn't tell them this was going to happen, but my family is very dramatic and they just simulated different scenarios. They were like, okay, what's happening, Candy? What's going on? There's a bad guy. Okay, go hide, run and hide. I'm on my way, right? Stuff like that. So it was was a nice game. Um, KO was involved, KO is three. Everybody was running. It was fun. Then I had this idea. (laughs) I told my husband, now what we're going to do is simulate a real emergency because the theory is there, but is the practical, like things on the ground, how are we going to do if something happens, is this child going to remember her training? So Martin was leaving. He was going to the supermarket. This is about 6:30 in the evening. The nanny had already left, so it was just me and the children. I told him, be on standby, we're gonna call you. What will you do? You don't worry about it. Let me handle that side, um, and we'll call you. So he left. I went to the bedroom and put my phone in the, in the bedroom, and then I came back into the living room where they were sitting reading. And I said, ah, my head is really hurting. And I fell down and fainted. Obviously, my eyes are shut. And I'm lying on my side like this. And there was a moment of, oh, my goodness, right? Both of them, oh, my goodness. And then, mama, mama, they came to try and and wake me. They were like, oh, she's joking. And then my son started to beat the shit out of me. (laughs) He was beating me. At that moment, I was like, "Mm, I need to stop. I need to like, now I'm getting hurt. This kid is killing me, right? Because he was trying to wake me up with like he was punching my face, slapping me. I was just like, now, if I was actually in trouble, I'd be dead. My daughter was like, no, stop hitting her. Started to try and pick me up. And then they were like, no, she's joking. She's joking. My kids sat on the couch and continued reading with me on the floor. I said to myself, kids, you have started this. You must see it through because what am I trying to do, right? I'm trying to see if she will actually remember her training. I just lay there. I don't know how long, maybe five minutes. I started to get a cramp. My kids were reading. I said to myself, Lord, what have I done to deserve these children? They are just not helping me after a while, because of my dedication, they were like, Oh my goodness, has she really actually fainted? They came back to try and um to try and wake me again. My son started to sc- scream like a paid mourner. You know, those you just can understand, you can tell when somebody is in distress and when somebody is acting like they're in distress, but they are really not in distress. Screaming, yelling, shouting, ooh, ah, just like a sounds he never makes when he's actually distressed. I was just like, come on. I almost laughed, but I was like, no, no, no. So after a little bit of the fracas, my daughter went, I know. We should call Baba. Sh- Where's Mama's phone? And in my heart, I was just like, yes! And, he, and she went. My son remained there holding on to, be, holding on to me. And um, she went and she called uh, my husband and described the situation and she she succeeded. So by the time she was coming back, I had started to wake up. And she went about telling everybody how she saved my life. Um she made an emergency call, I fainted and she was on top of it. She left out um the part where she was beating me, where her brother was beating me and where they were wailing and when they ignored me and read a book. So that's one. Number 2, The next lesson that I have learned from my children is everybody's job is nobody's job. So this one time we went to the Shaggy Dog Show. You know about the Shaggy Dog Show? We love that show. We always go. It's a fair in the race course and there's dogs. And it's just, if you like pets, if you love dogs, that place is for you. So we went there and my daughter at the time was about two, two and a half. And we were just sitting on the grass, picnicking, looking at the show, enjoying our time there. And then it was time to go. So everybody got up and we said, it's time to go. And I turned around. Everybody turned around to pick up the stuff that we were. I literally turned around to pick up my backpack, turned back, and my child was gone. And we were like, oh, where's Candy? Where's Candy?" You know, because, I mean, she's a kid. How far could she possibly have gotten? We looked around and we couldn't see her in our sphere of sight, right? turned around to the couple sitting behind us and we were like, did you see the little girl we were with? And they pointed haphazardly in some direction and said she went that way. Literally, we just, we didn't even talk to each other. We just scattered in all directions. I was heading towards the announcer and I was just going to be like, my kid is lost. You know, give me whatever. But we all just ran in every direction. Our aim was to run towards the exits and look coming back. Because obviously, if somebody has taken your child, they're heading towards the exits. So we did that. And, but I found her behind the announcer. And I was like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going home. What, now, what, when I think about it, what happened was I said, let's go. And she got up and started walking. She was literally being obedient. But nobody was watching her because everybody was watching her. And that's where we got that. <laughs> um, and we lost her. It was maybe three and a half minutes. It felt like five days. <laughs> I, I can't lie to you. <laughs> we We wept. Like, when we reached, when I got her, I called everybody. I was like, okay, I found her. People just came. Everybody was crying. She was so confused. She's like, what's happening? My sister, you know, again, my sister's drama. So my sisters were crying, weeping. Everybody just, no knees. Like, you just don't have no knees. You have no energy in your body. Oh, I get worked up thinking about it now, but she's safe. Um, um, anyway. So that's what I learned from that lesson. Another thing that I learned was there are no secrets. Everything will come out. (laughs) Things that are done in the dark will come out in the light. So Candy is uh, maybe three or four. And she's being asked about her aunties and her uncles. And she says, well, I can kiss mama and I can kiss baba, but... I don't think I can kiss uncles. I don't like to kiss uncles. Only Tata Tawi kisses uncles, and we were all like, "What? What's that?" And then Tawi, my sister, is like, "What? Mm? Huh? <clears throat> I do. I, 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 I. So we're like, "Tawi, shh, Candy. What do you mean?" What do you mean by you don't kiss uncles? Like, here, yeah, only Tata Tawi kisses uncles. Um, she was kissing Uncle Kibe. Now Kibe was Tawi's friend. Just a friend, just a friend, just a friend, just a friend. Okay? So Kibe was always, <laughs> always hanging about the house. We would hang out with him. Kibe is Tawi's friend. Right? Nothing more to it. But their big mistake was kissing in front of a child. So now we were like, oh. And that, is how Tawi, and that is how Kibe became Tawi's boyfriend. Two years on, he is still there. <laughs> Another thing that I learned from my children is understand the brief. Because you can be giving a solution to a problem that does not exist. One time we're coming from school and my three-year-old Keo says, Mama, what's in my head? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, yeah, what's in my head? And I said, it's your brain. He's like, "Mm, I don't want a brain. And I was like, okay. Now, I know you're thinking, um, the next step would have been to ask why, right? Why don't you want a brain? No, no, that is not what I did. I went into, but Keo, your brain helps you to move your hands, to walk, to see. And he was like, yeah, I want to move my hands. I want to walk. I want to see. But I don't want a brain. Then I was like, but Keo, you are wonderfully and beautifully made. You know God when he was making you, he knew exactly what he was doing. You're, like I was preaching, right? I never once asked my kid, why don't you want a brain? he was like, mama, I don't want a brain. I want to be able to do all these things. Um, the brain, I can just remove the brain from my head. Can you help me remove the brain? Please, I don't want it. And then I was like, Candy, what's happening here? What's up? What's going on with the brain? She's like, "I don't know." She just doesn't want the brain. Candy is my go-to. By the way, if I need to understand what my son is saying, I ask my daughter because they spend so much time together. So, I'm like, "Can you translate because <laughs> I don't get it?" But anyway, it 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 became such a big fight when we got home. He refused to get out of the car. He was like, Mama, I'm staying in the car. So I was like, Peace, do you. Kendi and I left. We went. I told the nanny, could you please go and get Ko? He's in the car. When she got there, he wasn't in the car. So now we were looking for Ko all over the neighborhood. And when he, came, when he came home, he was crying. And he's like, Mama, you're a bad girl. And I was just like, because of the brain? story or is this something more (laughs) and he's just like i don't want a brain and i just said okay 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 so when i was telling my mom about this story she asked me kit why doesn't he want a brain and i was just like i never asked that's my bad i never asked him uh, but i don't maybe one day i I will go back to him and be like hey you remember that day Mm." Can we talk about that and, and, ask, and find out what the issue is there? Yeah, but my mom sent me, do you remember Blinky and the Brain? My mom sent me a clip of Blinky and the Brain and she was like, I really hated this, this cartoon when you guys were growing up. Maybe K.O. saw it and decided he doesn't want a brain. I was Like maybe, but he doesn't watch cartoons, so I don't know. Okay, and the final story is nobody wants daddy's job. Because, I I don't know, maybe it's hard, whatever. So one time, my children and my niece and nephew are playing outside. And my mom is in the house. I was at my sister's house. So I was far off and I didn't really hear the whole situation. But they're playing, playing, playing. And then after a little while, and my niece is eight. Candy is six. My nephew is five, almost six. And my son is three. So that's the age difference that you're looking at here. And they're playing um, house. So obviously, there's a mama, there's a daddy, (laughs) there's children, there's a pet, whatever. And all of a sudden, my nephew cries so bitterly, right? From like from his, you know, that bitter crying. You just know somebody has really, really hurt this child. Not physically, it's just like a... they have hurt him deep in his soul. So my mom runs out, and he asks, "What's?" She asks, "What's happening?" And everybody's just quiet, looking at her. And she's like, I, I, "I'm about to. <laughs> Y'all better tell me what is happening now, right?" And 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 my nephew goes, uh, "They they we they won't let me be the daddy." And his sister, my niece, says, "Howie." not even tot now tot is the dog <laughs> not even tot is the daddy nobody is the daddy and 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 my mother and my mother is so confused she's like i don't know the dog is in the thing like why are people I, uh. okay what happened i need you you keep quiet hera i need you to say something what's happening here howie why can't howie be the daddy and how like i want to be the daddy and hera says no keo is the daddy first of all keo is standing a bit off i think she, he just saw the whole situation he saw my mother come and he was like me i'm not a part of this i am here in my own world um so he's turning off and hera says no keo is the daddy and keo says no me i'm uncle Norman. no <laughs> Okay, so Uncle Norman is is my husband's brother. And they really look alike. And the first time that K.O. met Uncle Norman, he was two years old. And when Norman walked up to us, because we're out in a park somewhere, Norman walked up to us and he said, hi, baba. He thought Martin had come back from the loo because they really do look alike. And so anyway, he decided he was not daddy. He was Uncle Norman. And my mom was (laughs) doubly confused. Okay, so there is no daddy. (laughs) There's only Uncle Norman. There is a dog who is the daddy. Yeah, so anyway, she said, no, um, Howie can be the daddy if if he wants. And it's just all these life lessons lend themselves in such a convoluted, confusing,
0: haphazard way, but they all teach me something. Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. Oh man, I have so much love for kids. Um, <laughs> I think the funniest lesson for me has got to be the emergency number one. Like, why was son Keo trying to beat her back to consciousness like <laughs> children? And then also the um, when he decided that he didn't want a brain man. Oh my goodness. So Kit has a fantastic YouTube channel, by the way, where she talks about everything life-related. So I'll put a link to her YouTube page in the show notes. This story is also on the video series, the Legally Clueless video series. Quite a few episodes already are out, so make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel. I also have to say thank you so much for the wonderful messages that you send on the Legally Clueless hotline number. I really do appreciate them. I stumbled on this particular message
2: hello adele my name is marion and i just want to say that this is the first ever podcast i've ever listened to and you are so amazing i love this space i love all the episodes i've listened to particularly episode 89 actually i'm just from listening to three episodes on 12 107 and then 89 i can relate very well with what on Onyango went through because and also what you said about your dad because my father is the same i mean he's one of those dads when they arrive you just wonder oh my god when is he going to leave (laughs) even up to this age that i'm in i still wish that he'd just disappear from our lives i am 21 years old but i'm so grateful for that episode because i think through what Onyango said, I'm starting to view his, to view him as human because, well, I know I've, I've, I've been judging him harshly but I think I just I want to start forgiving him. You know, he's done so many bad things to us, but I guess it's okay to consider him as human. Well, thank you very much for Legally Clueless. I love it. I love it so much, Adele. Thank you.
0: I am so thankful, Martha, for that amazing message. And I always really love it when either myself or you connect with the storytellers that come on the episodes. Because I think that really is one of the powers of sharing your stories. That people can can see themselves in it and start to feel less alone. So whenever I get messages that touch on that, I'm like, God. Oh, So wonderful. Remember, you can also be on this podcast. We're going into heavy story recording season (laughs) so now is the time to send your story demos so a one minute story demo just telling me a bit about the story you want to share you can send that to the hotline via whatsapp and the whatsapp number is plus two five four seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero now i can record stories virtually so you don't have to be in kenya to send your story demo over this podcast also plays on speaking of kenya trace radio in kenya every monday and wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m and on fridays at 12 noon so if you go to traceradio.co.ke you'll see a list of all the frequencies so wherever you are in kenya you can be able to listen to the podcast there as well i feel like i've left out something what have i left out (laughs) oh my goodness whatever it is i will share it in the next episode but thank you so much for rocking with legally clueless and for listening to this episode that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode